Welcome to the Black Sparrow Media Internet Broadcast Network. You're listening to Linux in the Ham Shack. LHS is a podcast about Linux, open source and amateur radio for everyone. Now here are your hosts, Russ, K5TUX, Cheryl, W5MOO, and Bill, NE4RD. Hello everybody and welcome. You have tuned in to episode number 224 of Linux in the Ham Shack, and it's going to be a good one. This is our Thursday night weekender, so this information is good for the next couple of weeks. We have myself, Russ, K5TUX. I'm Cheryl, W5MOO. And I'm Bill, NE4RD. And we also have a special guest. Yes, uh, I'm Hutch, K9KJN, here in beautiful downtown Mooresville, Indiana. Yes, broadcasting from your uh, special little place down there in Mooresville, eh? That's right. I've got a little uh, restaurant here. Uh, I've been running it for the last 20 years and uh, having a great time here in Mooresville. Uh, a little restaurant you've been running for the last 20 years. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's a TV play and all kinds of stuff. So <laughs> just a little humble, out-of-the-way place. Uh, oh, it really is. Well, it kind of is, It's, uh, but it's, uh, it's a beautiful place. I, I do uh, know that. And uh, actually, the last time we talked to you was on episode 131. It's been almost which, 100 uh, episodes ago. Yep. That was a long, long wow. time ago. <clears throat> um, and that was just kind of a little chat roundtable we did when we first uh, were aware of you. or You kind of made yourself aware to us, I guess, because we didn't know you were a listener until you uh, decided to tell us that you were uh right right let's see yeah it's messing with my audio so <laughs> um so that's very cool and we're glad to have you back on again the reason we're having you back on again is because um we, you know we just like to talk to you for one thing but also because hamvention is coming up and i know a lot of people travel through indiana to get to hamvention including us uh so we are going to make a pit stop by there so we wanted to let you tell everybody about your place, uh, among other things. Uh, maybe we can find out a little bit about Hutch first, a little bit about K9KJN and like how you got into ham radio and where you're from and what you're doing now, uh, you know, apart from the uh, restaurant business, being a restaurateur. Uh, but uh, if you don't mind giving us a little background on you, that would be great. Okay, I'll give you the short version. Uh, born in New Orleans, Louisiana, 1958. Uh, my father was in, uh, in the Merchant Marines during World War II. Um, he, uh, he was a ham. He was uh, also uh, first mate on the Liberty ships, bringing supplies to, uh, to Europe, to England, and to India from the uh, United States. Uh, his boat was torpedoed by a, uh, a German U-boat uh, off the coast of India. And, uh, um, he was rescued and went on shore and uh, got to hang out in India and Ceylon for a while. And after the war, he, uh, he ran shrimp boats. Uh, out of Texas, and uh, met my mother, uh, a cute little French girl in Louisiana, and uh, married her and settled down, and I'm the result of that. And uh, um, as I was growing up, uh, Dad had uh, radio parts all over the, the back room, much to the chagrin of my mother. But um, 
he used to uh, work on his own radios, and he's still around. He's KA5WRI, and uh, he got me in a ha- sort of got me in a ham radio. He would uh, let me listen to uh, the different uh, shortwave broadcasts from around the world. So, and that sort of got me got me started on a lifelong uh, uh, ham radio uh, experience. And uh, got my license in 2012. Uh, I was down in New Orleans, and on a whim, I just uh, walked into the uh, Jefferson Amateur Radio Club in New Orleans. And just wanted to take the tech and see if I could do it. Didn't really study for it. Uh, went in and took the test and passed it. And the gentleman said, well, you want to go for the general? And I said, okay, why not? So I went for that and got that too. Um, said, well, you want to go for the advanced and I said, well, or extra? And I said, I don't think I can make that. So anyway, I walked in just getting wanting to get a tech or just seeing if, if I could pass the test and came out with a general. Uh, and at that club, if, uh, if you pass, they uh, submit your... Uh, your scores to the FCC, and you get your uh, call sign within 30 minutes. So I, uh, 30 minutes after walking in, I came out with uh, a general license, and uh, that's my sort of my ham story, ham radio story. Uh, do you remember the VE that did the testing for you? Was it Laurel? Uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, I can't really remember. Um, I can't remember who, who, who does it down there. But apparently they're one of the few uh, clubs that have a direct direct link to the FCC, and you're able to get your license. Now, when uh, when I went for my general, my uh, extra here in Mooresville, uh, we have uh, the formidable amateur radio team, and I believe they're out of Laurel, uh, the, the VEs, whatever, and uh, got my uh, extra here in Mooresville. Really great people up here, fantastic uh, little little club, and I highly recommend them. If you're in the Indianapolis area, you should definitely look them up. All right, very cool. So before we move on to other things, I'm just kind of curious because I'm not sure we asked you this the last time. What kind of stuff do you do in amateur radio? What's like the thing you're interested in? Um, I'm I'm sort of spread out all over the place. I like to uh, to uh, I really okay. What I don't like is CW uh, for some reason. And God bless people who can do CW. Uh, my father can uh, decode CW and talk to you at the same time, which I just find amazing that he can do that. Uh, my brother and five XL. Uh, is a big CW person, but for some reason my brain isn't wired for CW, and I find it like fingers on a chalkboard to me. So unfortunately, that 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 doesn't really interest me that much. I like to uh, build things. Uh, I uh, built a little whisper uh, beacon on 20 meters with a Raspberry Pi. Um, built little devices that run in uh, my little log cabin out in Indiana on the cornfields. Uh, I do a little voice, and uh, I've got a an old ICOM, beat-up ICOM uh, radio, and I've got that out at the log cabin. And uh, just sort of, you know, play ham radio on the weekends when I get a chance. All right, very cool. So you mentioned moving from Louisiana to Mooresville, Indiana. How did that come about? Uh, my beautiful uh, my beautiful wife is from Indianapolis, and uh, she had uh, come down to New Orleans for Mardi Gras uh, twenty year, over 20 years ago now. And uh, we met uh, on Mardi Gras on Bourbon Street. And so uh, I was single at the time, and she was single at the time, and uh, had a had a small uh, son, five year old son. So uh, I wanted her to move to New Orleans, but she wanted to stay uh, in Indianapolis. So I moved up here, and that sort of was the genesis of the restaurant because I used to bring her lunch every day at the uh, at her job, and then all of a sudden I was making lunches for everyone at at her job, and then I found myself doing catering for people. And then that's sort of how Zotico's got started there tw- over 20 years ago now. Did you fancy yourself a chef before? I mean, you probably always loved 
you know, cooking and everything, but did you think it was going to turn into the vocation that it did? Yeah, well, uh, I, uh, when I went to uh, college, I, I have three degrees, um, I'm a, B, a BA, I'm MFA, and a PhD. Uh, and when I got out of, uh, of uh, University of Georgia in Athens with my PhD, I wanted to teach. I was, that was my goal in life, to teach. So when I moved back to New Orleans, I was teaching at Tulane University, and I taught there for seven years. And after all that college and seven years of teaching, I realized, gee, I really don't want to do this. This, this really is just horrific. I just don't want to do this anymore. I was totally burned out. So what's plan B when plan A goes away? Well, plan B was cooking because food is such a big part of, of the culture in Louisiana, especially southern Louisiana. And uh, I'm the third professional chef in, in my family, uh, one on my father's side, one on my mother's side, and then me. Uh, so I guess it's, it's, it was my plan B. It's sort of presented itself uh, to me. Well, I have to say we're glad for your plan B because that's how we came to know you, I guess. Uh, um, we, we never would have known you if you'd wound up being a college professor. And also, I will say that considering you have a Ph.D., thank you for slumming with us today. <laughs> uh, 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 well, you know what Ph.D. stands for, you know, so I'm not going to really say I'm slumming. I think actually uh, you've just brought me up uh, to a higher level. So I appreciate that. At least it gets me off the fryers in the back. <laughs> well, no one's ever said that about this program before, so we appreciate that. But um, there you go. So now well, let's get to the crux of the matter. Let's talk about food. Let's uh, so tell us a little bit about yeah. Zydeco's Five and um, like you know, I, I, I kind of gather it's your passion now. I know you spend a whole lot of time there. So uh, uh, give us the lowdown on the restaurant. So anybody who's passing through there or maybe lives in the area who's headed to Hamvention or whatever can uh, stop by on the way. Uh, sure, yeah, it's uh, we're we're easy to find. Just Google Zadikos Mooresville or go to Zadikos.net. That's our website, and we're also on the face bags. If you go to uh, Zadiko Cajun uh, or Zadikos Cajun, I kind of forget. My wife does the Facebook stuff, <laughs> um, and and so she's more the social person. She's the pretty front end of the restaurant, and I'm the. I'm the horrible rear end of the restaurant stuck in the kitchen. <laughs> but uh, any, anyway, uh, I was very fortunate growing up in South Louisiana in that my father worked for uh, an oil refinery, uh, Texaco oil refinery, and we moved around a lot along the Gulf Coast. So I spent about half of my time, uh, in, not half my time, but part of my time in New Orleans, uh, part of my time in Baton Rouge, some of my time in Lafayette, and staying with you know, different family members. So I've got sort of this broad overall view of, of the, the food, the Cajun food down there. And uh, so I kind of took the, bit, the best bits and pieces from throughout the state, what I consider the best, best bits and pieces. And I put it on the, on the menu and I worked it and I used some of my mother's recipes and some of my uncle's and my family's recipes and just sort of made it, you know, uh, uh, made it my own. So uh, you'll get a, a gumbo that's uh, a New Orleans gumbo, but you get boiled crawfish that's like from Lafayette, and you'll get a jambalaya that is from Baton Rouge. And those different areas do those different things very differently. So there's like these micro regions where uh, if you got a gumbo from Baton Rouge and one from New Orleans and put them side by side, they look and taste nothing alike. But it's wherever you grew up, that's what you're used to, and you think, well, that's the only one there is. But there really isn't. There's many varieties. There's a few million people living down there, and, and there's about a few more million recipes. 
different recipes for the same things. So um, I, I, I just try to pick the best pieces throughout the state and uh, get people in from a certain area, and they, they love it. And then the next person will come in. Well, they grew up in a different part of the state, and they say, well, this is nothing like what I had, and, and I have to kind of explain it to them. It's like, well, it's a big state and a lot of people, and we, you know, I was just kind of picking and choosing. So they seem to understand that. Um, so if you're coming in from, from anywhere, just Google, uh, Google us, sadicos.net, and uh, we have maps and diagrams and charts, and our hours are kind of strange. Uh, we're only open on Wednesdays through Saturdays. So that's an issue for some people, but we're not a chain. We're just one little place. And it's basically just my wife and myself and a few of our friends that are doing this. So we have kind of bizarre hours. And uh, like right now, we we're clo- We just closed and I'm he- in here in this big building by myself. That's kind of scary, uh, <laughs> but, it's, but it's fun. So I don't know if that answered your question. I think I'm rambling. I'll shut up. Uh, no, that absolutely fine. did. Um, and there's a question in here that Cheryl asked or wants to ask about will there be a crawfish boil on hamvention weekend uh our next one is coming up i believe if i'm not mistaken now it's posted on facebook yeah i saw it on the website and it looked like it said the 15th through the 18th which is hamvention weekend yeah i think debbie made a mistake i think it's the 16th through the 19th it would be uh one it would be either thursday friday and saturday so whatever that is i think that's the 16th yeah, 16th is Wednesday. Wednesday. Yes. Yeah, so so it's then. It's 16th through the 19th would be the actual day. The oh, day so that's, that's ham fish, ham venture weekend. Ham so. fish? <laughs> yeah, it's ham fish weekend. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. ham, and ham and, venture and weekend, we, so. There you go. Well, that's kind of cool then. Yeah. Yeah, we'll definitely have to. Well, we definitely well, will yeah, partake of that. Yeah, I'm not saying yeah. we have to. The, ha- the ham venture yeah. crew will be there about 7 o'clock on Wednesday the 16th. If anybody wants awesome to meet luck. us there, so hey, we do a meet up. That's great. Yes. Yeah, we so. definitely will, and we're letting you know ahead of time this time, not like oh, last he's, time. Oh, he's he's already been texted <laughs> and told about this about a half dozen times yes. at this point. Right. Hutch, you cannot abandon us this time. Well, I do have to bring this up though because we got there after you had gone home the last time, and you have another you have another chef that works when you're not there, right? Yes. Uh huh. Um, well, your, your lovely wife told us that he was better than you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you know, honestly, uh, I believe he is. He's, uh, he's a yeah. He's a better chef than I am in, in that he's a big ex Marine oh. and he, and he intimidates the, uh, staff. It's awesome. <laughs> he intimidates me. <laughs> That's why he has a job, right? He intimidated you into it. There you go. <laughs> he, he really, honestly, he is an excellent chef, and he, uh, he's my right-hand man, and he's, he's really fantastic. And with, with good people like that, that gives me time uh, to go home or whatever, play ham radio. Ah. That's excellent. So before we move on from the food, I want to, I know, I know what my favorite things are at Zydeco's, but what's your favorite thing at Zydeco's? Uh, to be honest with you, I've cooked this food for so long now. I really don't like anything on the menu. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I figured that's where that was going. <laughs> I, I, it's like eating eating your favorite food every day for twenty years. Right. So after a while, you just want to go to Taco Bell. You know. <laughs> uh, no, I, I absolutely understand that. Yes. Um, so, what's your favorite food? What's my favorite us, food? Yeah. Um, the pasta is really, really good, but I think my favorite is the boudin balls. Those are just yeah. amazing. I can't get enough of those. 
Yeah, I love the barbecue well, shrimp. The uh, boudin balls are uh, back on the menu. We usually rotate the menu around, and they were off for a while, and people really wanted them back. So the boudin is back, and uh, the pasta is always a bigger sell- best best seller, so we can't take that off the menu. Yep. And uh, that's got crawfish tails on it. Right. And uh, the barbecue shrimp is a big thing. That was the one that I did for Guy Fieri on uh, Diners. Right, and right. Yeah, that was my thing. You know, my parents traveled to Louisiana frequently when I was a child, and they always talked about, you know, every time they went, they went out for barbecue shrimp. So when we got there and I saw barbecue shrimp on the menu, I thought, well, what the heck? I've got to try it. By the time we got back to the hotel, I had heartburn so bad I was crying. <laughs> but every time oh, I'm, I'm there, sorry. I still order it. <laughs> so. You know, uh, you think those are mints at the front door at the hostess station? Those are really Tom's. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> Now your stuff does have a considerable amount of heat in it, but the uh, you know that's true of a lot of Cajun food. And the nice thing about it, though, is it's not heat for heat's sake. It actually adds something Flavor, to the food, right. um, which I find yeah, really that's nice. So stereo- such a stereotype on Cajun food that uh, people come in and they want it to be you know super spicy, and because that's you know that's what they've heard, and it really isn't. It's more of a balance. You want to balance things out. Right. Uh, you want to be able to taste everything and not just taste heat. I mean, what's the point if you just want to do heat? Just go lick a car battery, you know. Or <laughs> exactly. Like or go suck down a bottle of, you know, yeah, sauce Tabasco or, or something, right? Yeah. Right, right. I, I did like when you were doing the dry rub for the Tasso. Um, I, it just, it's always in my head because we watch the episode of, of Triple D like frequently. frequently. Yeah. <laughs> just, um, and it's just my favorite uh-huh. thing when you, uh, when you dumped all the cayenne pepper into the bowl before you started mixing up yeah. the, the Tasso thing and, and guy says, I have to be able to eat it, Hutch. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I thought that was exactly. great. Exactly. You know, that was, that was really funny. Uh, uh, I was making uh, the boudin, and that's got chicken liver in it. And he absolutely hates chicken liver. Right. And his right. staff wanted me to do that to him. <laughs> that was a joke on him. <laughs> because they, they asked me to give them, you know, three or four recipes for, for the show. And uh, they said, well, do you have anything with liver in it? And I said, well, yeah, I could do boudin. And they said, yeah, do that, do that. And we're not going to tell him. Oh. So that, was, that was a joke on him. And then yeah. I kept trying to get him to eat it. He wouldn't, he wouldn't eat yeah, it. Yeah, he wouldn't touch it. Right. <laughs> yeah, he called it his kryptonite. I remember yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if I was supposed to say that or not, but uh, <laughs> there's a little oh, well. secret about Guy Fieri. <laughs> well, no, he, he's actually admitted on other shows that liver is just yeah. not his yeah. thing. So I got to say, liver is not really right. my thing either. But I, I love, love it the in the boudin, boudin balls. balls yeah. So, yeah, it's not going to stop me from eating those. Yeah. I also love the chicken. Like, yaya, like everything so. else, it's a balance. You know, yeah. you right. don't want to just taste liver. You want to taste everything. Right. Yeah. Cheryl just said she's a big fan of the the chicken yaya. She either gets the dinner or the the po boy, and they're excellent. Yeah. So. so, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you. We just you know every time we're in Indiana, we. We make a special trip by there, provided you're open, you know, and sometimes we miss you, like the last time we were there, which was a couple of months ago, you know, and when we walked in, Deb's like, um, he just left. (laughs) And she's like, but that's okay. The chef that's in there is a much better cook. And we're like, wow, you are married to him. Are we, are we back on that again? Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe we should just let you tell everybody the address of the restaurant and where they can find it again and uh, let you go home. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Okay, sure. 
the address is 11 East Main Street in Mooresville, Indiana. We, uh, we're home of the state flag and also home of John Dillinger. So cool. uh, that's going for us. <laughs> yay. And uh, so anyway, yay, 11 East Main Street, Mooresville. <laughs> and be sure and look at the hours on the website because they are weird hours. <laughs> You're open from what, like 5 to 9-ish? 5 to 9, Wednesdays and Thursdays and Friday. Uh, I don't know. I don't even know. Yeah, I think Friday's until 10, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but just, yeah, just go on the website or go on the Facebook. You'll see the hours there. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Make sure to stop I by hate, on your I way to Hamvention. It's sad that someone drives all the way from somewhere and we're closed. So be sure and check the hours. Yeah. Yep, definitely. Definitely dinner only, Wednesday to Saturday. Yes. So. <laughs> so. Correct. If you come in any earlier, I put you to work. Well, Russ and Bill are going to work this time. I guess so. so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks again, Hutch. We really yes, appreciate thank it. Thank you. And well, uh, thanks, guys. I really did uh, enjoy this. Yeah, we we'll did have too. To do it again. Yeah, we'll try and do it again sometime. And we really appreciate you uh, introducing yourself to us all those years ago, so we uh, didn't miss out on all the great Cajun food. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> T- okay. tucked away great. in uh, south South Central Indiana. Russ, Carolyn, Bill, take care. <laughs> we will. Yeah, Thank we will. You. Have a great night. Thank Thanks you. again. Okay. Hey, and you you guys owe me a QSL card. Yes, we, yeah, I know. We'll have I know. We'll have them. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Bye bye. All right. All right take, take care. care. Bye bye. All right, moving right along. Yeah, moving. <laughs> that was excellent. Um, yeah. yeah, always a great place. And if you're going to be in Indiana, and I know most of you are, if you have to travel from the west, definitely yeah, stop definitely by there. Definitely stop by there. You will not be not be disappointed. Yeah, you will not be disappointed. There's there's lots of spicy stuff on the menu, but the chicken yaya that I like is not spicy at all. And that's you know as I as I said a few moments ago. The barbecue shrimp has me crying by the time we get back to the hotel because I have heartburn <laughs> so bad, but it is so good. But on nights when I just can't bear the thought of dying, <laughs> I order either the chicken yaya po'boy or the meal, and it's it's amazing. It's a it's a rosemary chicken, and it's amazing. So yeah, and no spice at all. Yeah. Yep. It's fantastic. So we should probably move on. We we have really talked about that yeah. a lot, but that's fine. It's it's well worth talking about. Yes. But let's talk about some of the other stuff we do on the weekender, which, uh, you know, for Amateur Radio, we tell you about some upcoming contests and special event stations, and Bill has thrown quite a few of these in here. Apparently, it's CUSO party time. That's right, man. Get your party <laughs> hats on. It Woo-hoo. is CUSO party weekend. We have the big ones. We have the 7QP, the 7th Area CUSO Party is running this weekend. The New England CUSO Party and let's see, Indiana and Delaware. Wow. So a lot of uh, a lot of states on the air uh, trying to contact. And I believe a lot of the loggers allow you to log all the contests at once. <laughs> so you can get all those multipliers and then you can submit your logs independently to each of the contests. Um, these are always pretty popular. I know the uh, I, I normally participate in the 7QP uh, last year I went on and did a, uh, I was on the corner of three counties in, uh, in, uh, in, uh, just outside of town here. And, uh, yeah, it's not a lot of work, but for every call you get is, uh, three, three, uh, three grids and three contacts. So it works out pretty well for, uh, for the activators and stuff like that. So look for those and, uh, expect a lot of, uh, a lot of exchanges cause you get the, uh, two letter state exchange plus the, uh, three letter, um, three letter county exchanges on all those. And for the people operating corners and uh, and uh, of the, the the counties and stuff, you'll have to copy all three. But you know, get all those three copied, and you actually get to log all three at three separate contacts, so you get extra points for all those uh, 
all those people uh, traveling out to the corners of counties. So check that out this weekend. It pretty much runs from uh, Friday or Saturday to Sunday, um, Saturday morning to Sunday about midday, uh, most of these. So uh, you can check the links in the show notes for specific times. Um, they're all pretty close to each other. They start all within like a couple hours of each other. Uh, next weekend, we have the Volta uh, Worldwide Ritty Contest. Uh, this is another pretty popular Ritty Contest. Not much else is uh, in the schedule there for next weekend. Uh, I did notice, uh, I think there was a 50 meter, or sorry, not 50 meter, but a six meter sprint as well. So, uh, and I have noticed that six meters been popping up uh, here this past week. I saw a couple of text alerts uh, about uh, some uh, activity. So uh, six meters is kind of uh, starting to wake up here for the uh, e-season. So uh, be on the lookout for that one as well. Uh, we also have a special event station of interest here uh, that I found was the uh, 1869 Transcontinental Railroad Golden Spike Commemorative uh, event. Uh, Whiskey 7 Golf will be the uh, call sign. They'll be activated by uh, the Ogden Amateur Radio Club at the Golden Spike uh, National Historic Site on May 9th and 10th. They'll be operating from 1500 Zulu to 2300 Zulu both days, and looks like they'll be on 40 meters phone and possibly CW. Uh, on 40 and 20. So they'll be on 40 and 20. And check out their uh, website as well at whiskey7golf.org. And I think that just goes over to the uh, Ogden ARC page. All right. Very cool. And I couldn't help but notice that the Indiana CUSO party is listed in there. So uh, there's this guy, K9KJN, who might. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he might be online. Might be on the line. <laughs> might be on the air. So you might want to see if you can hook up with him during the Indiana CUSO party. Yeah, yeah, they're all pretty. These are pretty. This will be a pretty busy the weekend on the bands for sure. Good. We'll break through all of the low sunspot cycle we've been dealing with. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I'm surprised there wasn't like a special event station for the Derby because you know this is also Derby the weekend. Derby weekend, right? Right. There, maybe there is one and you just didn't find it. Uh, it wasn't registered with the AWRL site, so no, nope, I, I guess did, not. Uh, kind of looked through, but I didn't see anything. Everyone's just too interested in the horses, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So you got Cinco de Mayo and uh, and the Derby on the same day. It's great. Hey, there you cool. go. Great to be alive. <laughs> hey, a lot, there's lots of drinking at the Derby, so you know it all yeah. goes hand in hand. Oh wait, you know, a taco there... and a mint julep. The LHS Hamvention campaign on GoFundMe is still going. We're still doing pretty good. We got about two weeks left before the actual show. So if you you know, have a few extra dollars, please uh, put them in the GoFundMe bucket. The link, of course, is on the website, in the show notes, and all over social media. So if you can help us out, that would be great. And if you can't, please just share, share, share. The more it gets shared, the more likely it is we'll actually make our goal. We're almost 70% there. So thank you, everybody who's uh, donated so far. And uh, we look forward to seeing everybody out in Xenia. Woohoo! So uh, our final thing in the amateur radio stuff for tonight is I threw in a ham radio challenge, and that would be for the next couple of weeks. Try to make a contact on digital mode other than PSK31, RIDI, or any of the WSJTX modes like JT9 or FT8. So do something weird like Hellschreiber or Olivia or whatever. It's going to be harder than you think. So, <laughs> But see if you can do it. I'm going to try. Why not? Because uh, I don't really use any of those other modes either, and I'd love to. I'd love to make a throb connection. Throb. <laughs> wow! <laughs> I want to get together and throb. All right. Yeah. So. <laughs> All 
All right. So moving on from our image radio topics, we'll talk about some open source stuff. And since Cheryl's been kind of quiet here, she can read this one. I think I, I think I put the She's copy text the thing. <laughs> I was I was looking for the special event station for the Kentucky Derby. Well, I still um, see her listed in the Etherpad. Oh, are you? Yeah. I, well, I do. I don't know if she yeah, is I'm or there. not. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. So what so are we doing? You're doing the distros to try, and I think I did the copy so that anyone could read it. At least I hope so. Oh, the ultimate. Yeah. <laughs> yep, that okay. one. The distros to try is Ultimate Edition Linux. Ultimate Edition Linux is based on Ubuntu and. While it caters to new users, it also bundles powerful tools for programming as well as software called Ultimatix that allows users to easily install additional software and games. Releases are built based on the twice-yearly stable releases of Ubuntu. Even-numbered releases are GNOME-based. Odd releases have GNOME, LXDE, KDE, XFCE, and Openbox. There's also a Gamers Edition. The distro aims to address problems with other new Linuxes like wireless issues, desktop eye candy, and multimedia. As for the future, the project is considering creating a version of Ultimate Edition for PlayStation and a light edition for computers with low resources. All right, very good. So the link to that will be in the show notes. I looked at it. It's kind of interesting. Um, they have a really weird release cycle, and they have versions that, are existing from like 2.3 to 5.7 and they all have different um you know uh desktops and and release uh information about them they're all different versions and everything but they're all sort of released uh based on the ubuntu release cycle but um you kind of have to it it's just it's a little weird you just look at it but since it's based on ubuntu i figured it might be an easy one to try if you wanted to try it uh, and eye candy wise, it's pretty darn good. There's there's a lot of uh, crazy uh, GUI type stuff in it. Um, it's not quite as clean as things like Budgie, but it's definitely one to try. And it's not one that I actually heard of before today. So uh, yeah, maybe if good. you want to try one, try Ultimate Edition Linux. I think there was some something in there about it being like the best Linux distribution ever or something. I'm probably sure it's. it's <laughs> bet it's not even on DistroWatch, but there you go. All right, so moving on, we've got some open source events coming up in the next couple of weeks. This this upcoming week, we have Pi Days Vienna 2018. So if you happen to be in Austria, you can check out the premier Python event there in Vienna. Uh, it's about coding, automation, web dev, and data science. Uh, it says they're selling this by saying there will be great coffee and sandwiches, um, as well as the famous Pi Pi. P-Y-P-I-E. I got to check so, that out. I got to find a recipe or something. Find the pie pie, yes. Yes. And entry to Pie Days Vienna is free. It's two days, May 4th and 5th in Vienna, Austria. So if you're over there, maybe you should check that out. I'll just get right there. All right, excellent. And then the week <laughs> after that, there's the Red Hat Summit. That's actually here in the States and not too far from Bill, actually, uh, if he wants to go down to California. Uh, the Red Hat Summit brings together thousands of professionals to learn, network, and experience open source. At Red Hat Summit, you'll find something for every interest level and need, including hundreds of sessions led by the best and brightest in open source, hands-on learning, face-to-face networking, and the chance to grow your network, reconnect with peers, and make new partnerships. And Red Hat Summit is from May 8th to May 10th this year in San Francisco. Link to that will be in the show notes, and I did not check to see if it cost anything. I would assume that it does. I'm sure it probably does. 
Yes, yes. So uh, on site is eighteen hundred bucks. <laughs> yep. So if you're rich, you can go. Uh, so open source uh, is not necessarily free. <laughs> <laughs> I would assume this is really targeted towards the enterprise customers. Uh, I'm sure it probably so, is. Yeah. Offices would be paying for it. It's hard and, to find open source specific content when it comes to conferences, though. You know, I mean, things that are like free, like like Pi Days Vienna. But yeah, they're free. And they yeah, have yeah. pie. And they have pie. And right. coffee and sandwiches. The pie and the coffee and the sandwiches may not be free. Well, but <laughs> your entry is free. So. That, that's true. Edelweiss, right? <laughs> well, I'm sure. Uh, so uh, in the announcements category, Cheryl wants to remind us to stop by Zydeco's on Wednesday, May 16th, if you're uh, passing through there, because we will be there. Yay. We can all have a big Yay. hangout. Yep. We can have an eyeball QSO at Zydeco's. Yes. And and Hutch is going to be there, so our chef that we just spoke to will be there to tell us right. all the, about the second rate chef will be there. So yeah, the second rate chef for his <laughs> wife. <laughs> when she said that, I was just like, uh and she's like, No, it, it's okay. I you know, I'm still his wife, I still love him, but he, yeah, no, the other guy's better. <laughs> I was like, Wow, okay. So Yep. Uh, but their food is excellent. We hope yes. to see some people there besides us. Well, th- there will be people there besides us, but it would be nice to see some uh, Hamvention so folk there. Some of well. our listeners to join us there for yep. dinner. So, All right. So moving on, we have This Week in Hedonism, which is where we get to talk about like food and drink and all that kind of stuff. And I think uh, Hutch maybe was supposed to do his... Yeah, well, he, he sent me the recipe in case he couldn't stick around, which it was Well, I think he could have and... stuck around, but I kind of forgot about it. So yeah, that's okay. So... You can do it for Hutch. Okay. I'm sure he'll... He'll be fine with it, yeah. So this week, instead of Cheryl's Recipe Corner, it's Hutch's Recipe Corner, because he has shared with us one of his Cajun recipes. And the recipe this week is for Cajun pulled pork, and I would like to note that we have not tried this, because I just got the recipe a little while ago, but it will definitely be on the menu here shortly. So for his recipe, he he suggested five pounds of pork shoulder or Boston butt pork roast, some Cajun tasso seasoning, and 12 ounces of Coca-Cola or Dr. Pepper at room temperature. And the tasso seasoning, <clears throat> excuse me, is one part each by volume, kosher salt, ground black pepper, cayenne powder, granulated garlic, paprika, and brown sugar. Uh, for the tasso, you just mix it all together and store it at room temperature in an airtight container. And you can use it as a rub on any kind of meat. And it's the uh, barbecue shrimp that we mentioned earlier does have tasso pork in it. And this is the seasoning that he uses on that. So, um, but you uh, would rub the pork completely with one cup of the tasso seasoning and discard any leftover seasoning that's touched the pork. Allow the pork to rest uncovered six to 12 hours in the fridge. Uh, when you're ready to cook it, preheat your oven to 220 degrees Fahrenheit. Pour the soda in the roasting pan. Place the tasseled pork in the roasting pan. Cover with aluminum foil. Cook 8 to 12 hours or until fork tender. Usually about 2 hours per pound. The pork will easily pull apart at that point. Drain and place the pork in a bowl and shred with a fork. And you can use this for sandwiches or sliders. You can do it dry style and sprinkle with extra tasso. Wet style, cover it in your favorite barbecue sauce. And tailgate style, wet or dry, then top with coleslaw and serve with your favorite beverage, which I wanted to ask Hutch. They serve a beat-up beer at the restaurant. I wanted to ask if he had a beer suggestion to go with that recipe. 
But of course, we didn't get up. To, you know, we didn't have time. So, well, maybe uh, we can ask him via text and just put it in the show notes. Yeah. See if he has any <laughs> other suggestions. I'll, I'll I'll text him real quick. So okay. So if there's anything he uh, adds to this conversation, we will include it in the show notes. So check that out. You have a, a recipe this time from an actual like professional chef with a restaurant and everything. Even though he apparently he's not as good as the other guy. Yeah. <laughs> see how many times we can say that before the end of the show <laughs> uh but anyway no hutch is fantastic well, one of my favorite uh abita beers is the turbo dog so yeah apparently there's that. a new one out called like purple haze or something like that i i noticed on their website earlier so i was like hmm interesting so all right very good so thanks hutch for uh you know giving out that recipe and that that dry rub for the tasso the one that has the cayenne and the garlic and all that stuff that was the one he did on the show that guy yeah. said i have to be able to eat it hutch <laughs> <laughs> do you remember what episode that was it was called it's diners drive-ins and dives i i have and it, it on was my like thing. homemade and homebrewed homemade and homebrewed and i can't remember the season and episode number let me look that up yeah but the episode title is Homemade and Homebrewed, and I think you can look that up on YouTube and see it. So, Yeah. All right. So for me, uh, since we're talking about favorite beverages, I will talk about a scotch that I just procured a couple of days ago, and it's called the Singleton of Glendalan 12-Year. Uh, the ABV on this is 40%. It's 80 proof. The color on it is described in many sources as I've seen as old gold, kind of like a, um, like a tarnished gold color. And that is exactly what it looks like. It's, except it doesn't look like that in the bottle because the bottle is green and there aren't many scotches that come in green bottles, but this one does. Um, the region for this is Speyside. It's a Speyside malt. Uh, the nose on it is actually quite pleasant for uh, for this particular blend that I'd never, or sorry, it's not a blend, it's a single malt. Uh, this particular scotch that I had not seen until a couple of days ago. Uh, you get a lot of fruity sweetness, uh, very forward on it, uh, kind of like cherry and like a lot of the, the fruits that show up in fruitcake, that kind of fruit. Uh, very sweet with vanilla mixed with a little bit of leather. Uh, some malted barley taste and dry grain. Uh, the taste on it is a, it has a nice sort of dry taste to it. So if you like a dry wine or a or a dry beer or a dry whiskey, uh, you'll like this quite a lot. Uh, it's uh, generally fruity notes, uh, a little bit of citrus, some raisin. Excuse me while I partake of it. Uh, vanilla for sure, a uh, honey, a little bit of sandalwood even. Uh, some maple syrup sweetness, and definitely that sort of dry grain-ness uh, on the back end. Um, but it's actually quite nice. I'd never heard of this before, but I do like it quite a bit. Uh, I paid $32.99 for my 750-milliliter bottle of it, so it's not terribly expensive. Uh, and if you can find it, I would say go out and get some Singleton of Glendaland 12. Um, and I would give the rating on this of an 86 it's actually quite good. So there you go. And uh, Bill, Bill has uh, cheap wine to talk about. <laughs> That's right. Costco wine du jour. So <laughs> wow. Uh, as usual, I'm, I'm drinking a red wine uh, tonight and it uh, pairs well with my uh, my Vegas five cigar. <laughs> Shut up. Bill. And uh, yeah, it's uh, Columbia Crest H3 Le Chaveau uh, red blend 2014. And it comes in at a whopping $10.99. Uh, 
at the uh, Costco here in, in Billings, Montana. Uh, it's a blend of uh, 63% Syrah and uh, 33% Merlot and 4% Vognier. Uh, it's 14.5% ABV. So uh, a little bit on the uh, stout side. Wine.com describes it as a lively red blend, presents rose petal aromas and dark fruit cherry flavors, followed by a smooth tannins that lead into a vibrant finish. And Wine Mag gave it 87 points. <coughs> oh, excuse me. And uh, yeah, it was so good. I, uh, I I drank a bottle of it the other night. So I had to sneak into Costco today and buy another bottle so I could uh, talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sure you were highly disappointed. Yeah, yeah, it's not bad. It it uh, is pretty good. Uh, pretty good red wine. Not as good as the Josh that I uh, I did last time, but uh, it's a it's a pretty good red wine. I wouldn't be embarrassed to serve this or even give it as a gift or something like that. All right, very good. So there's a lot of suggestions of things to do and things to try for the next couple of weeks, and I actually threw in some music for this one. So uh, I'm going to play this selection, which goes about four minutes, a little over four minutes. Um, oh, and Hutch says that turbo dog or amber abita Abita is the way to go so turbo dog (laughs) uh so uh while we're playing this music uh we'll just check the chat room and then we'll kind of finish up when we come back on the other side but this is a song called heart of war by a group called message from sylvia and the album it comes from is message from sylvia they're self-titled I got this off of jimendo the band is out of cheyenne wyoming in the usa not too far from bill uh, I think they may be disbanded at this point. Um, their Facebook is kind of dried up. So, uh, But they do have music out there. Uh, you can get it on Amazon and iTunes and all kinds of places. Uh, this was released in late 2016 or early 2017. Uh, and a link to the Jamendo track will be in the show notes. So I'm going to play this here. We'll uh, talk about the, the people who have uh, been listening with us live, and then we'll wrap this thing up. So here we go. Heart of War from Message from Sylvia.
Heart of War by Message from Sylvia. That's actually a really good song. Yeah, I thought so too. I pick only good music. Uh, <laughs> in theory. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Others right. would disagree with I'm, you. I'm so. sure they probably do. That's okay. All right. So anyway, uh, that's about it. We have uh, Ted, W-A-0-E-I-R, and Don, K-B-T-Y-S-I, in the chat room. I don't believe anyone else was active while we were recording this one. So, uh, But they had a little bit of a discussion about spicy food. So there you go. All righty then. So that's it uh, for the next couple of Thursdays anyway, but we will be recording again on Monday, which is what, the 7th, May 7th. Yes. So uh, go ahead and tune into that, and we will uh, catch you for that episode. So uh, for, well, I, I would say for all of us, but I guess we can all sign out. So I'm Russ K5TUX. I'm Cheryl W5MOO. And I'm Bill in E4RD73. Thank you for listening to this episode of Linux in the Hamshack. LHS is a community-sponsored podcast. Our website is located at lhspodcast.info. You can support the program by visiting the LHS Patreon page of patreon.com stroke lhspodcast or using the contribute link on the website. Get in touch via social media. The show has a presence on Google+, Facebook, Twitter, Discord and YouTube. Or you can drop an email to info at lhspodcast.info or record a voicemail at 1-909-LHS-SHOW. That's 1-909-547-7469. Visit the IRC channel, LHS Podcast, on the Freenode IRC network. Also visit the online merchandise store at shop.lhspodcast.info for fun and fashionable LHS merchandise. Become an ambassador and represent LHS at a Linux convention or ham fest. Email ambassadors at lhspodcast.info or visit the website for details. The podcast is recorded live every Monday night at 8 o'clock p.m. Central Time. Connect to the stream at stream.blacksparrowmedia.net colon 8008 stroke LHS live. Until next time, over and out.
Linux in the Ham Shack and the Linux in the Ham Shack logo are released under a Creative Commons Attribute Non-Commercial No Derivatives 4.0 International License.